Ah, oh, there I am. All right, hard yarners. Uh, today's episode was quite, quite it was awesome. Quite nice. Um, it is our last episode of season five. So, how good? Yeah. Um, but uh, before we get on to who was on uh, this episode today, was brought to you by alltradescover.com.au. Who you can, if you're watching right now, you can see behind yep. our wonderful guests. Delby, give an example. Oh, if you're a tradie and you get your, your tools <laughs> stolen by an unnamed criminal, <laughs> uh, I'm sure that alltradescover.com.au can I talk mean, to you. I'm not going to say that that's 100% what yeah. will happen. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. But, but you know, you for legal reasons and trade insurance reasons. That's I right. don't know. But so whatever insurances you need, have a chat to alltradescover.com.au. Mm-hmm. Give them a call if you can or an email. Um, but they're made to look after uh, Soul traders, basically, and looking after the little guy. 100%. Uh, this episode's also brought to you by Kahuna oh, yeah. Golf. New They're, sponsor. Yeah, new sponsor. Um, got them on board. Uh, I should be wearing the hat right now, shouldn't I? But yeah. uh, they're bloody awesome. No, not over there. They're, uh, it's such a good... Um, like good feel like someone who plays a lot of golf I, f- I fucking love it yeah um, as someone who doesn't play golf I feel like I can play golf when I wear their stuff there you go yeah. perfect it's, uh, it does feel good it looks good if you like the, the uh, floral Party stuff vibe. and they've also got some more simple ones so um, they're awesome so Kahuna yeah. Golf they've got a discount code for 15% off go to their website and it is hard yarns 15 is their discount code nice. so um, for all of our listeners you can go on there and get some amazing golf attire and suck Kay. back a few beers. Yeah, while well, listening to Hard Yarns or Flog Cabin. Well, if you were going to suck back beers, yeah, you would be sucking back raunchy beers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raunchy Brewing Co. Uh, the beer that's actually good. Yeah. But uh, we're joined by Andrew Hamilton um, from Flog Cabin and from Shit's Going Sideways podcast. Good and memory. from Nikki's Better Half. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome pod today. What did we cover? Mm. Uh, this episode of Hard Yarns is also brought to you by <laughs> Psilocybin Mushrooms. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Use promo code Mushroom Guy. <laughs> there seems to be a common theme the last month or so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we spoke about uh, Andrew did a little bit of time for dealing mushrooms, mm. um, but he's turned it into a positive, enlightening experience. What are the odds? Mm. <laughs> okay. Doing stand up comedy. Yep. Uh, what else did we talk about, bro? We had. Uh, we talked about uh, dick jokes. We talked yeah. about. Uh, yeah, just uh, me performing in a juvie and in and and hopefully performing in a prison very soon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just some uh, of the weird stories of my my time behind yeah. bars and my time growing mushrooms and, it's, and it's interviewing killers that have their girlfriend bust them out with helicopters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't a killer; he was a bank robber. Oh, sorry, bank mm. robber. There we yeah. go. Yeah, so uh, I don't want to stereotype. Um, I don't want to mispronounce him. <laughs> <laughs> but it I, is it is very. Uh, it's a good uh, underdog story. I love that. Um, you know coming of age but those stories where you you know come from underneath and yeah. I, I did ask him down. I asked him how many banks did you rob and yeah. he goes just the ones I got caught for <laughs> <laughs> like, that's classic <laughs> prim answer yeah. you know yeah. perfect <laughs> he got, he got uh, nabbed <laughs> ah, classic uh, so uh, without further ado mm. let's get hard let's get hard welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast I am fucking fat <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Delby and Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. Perfect. All right, sick. Uh, we were absolutely 
just hitting a, a gold vein of, of damn it. good <laughs> good chat. Yeah. So I've, I've told uh, we just put a quick time out. Time out. For you. Well, carry on. What yeah. was going on? Where, where well, was the conversation going? Andrew's got a, uh, a crime pod. Crime pod, yeah, 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 yeah. Where people turn their lives around. Yep. Yeah, so Hopefully. It's, it's called Shit's Gone Sideways, and I just talked to uh, anyone who's had like a crisis point in their lives and then turned it around. But it's, I've had a bunch of guys try to pitch me that they'd come on. I'm like, you're still active in crime. <laughs> 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 you, need, you need to do the rehabilitation. You've got a resume of like, hey, man, I've done, I've done home invasions. <laughs> oh, whatever you need me to do. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's yeah. a good story. Oh, like, if it's like, I've just turned things around. Like, okay, when did you stop doing crime? Like, a, week, a week ago. It's like, that's not, not, not a long enough gap. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the Rogan. I'm gonna say, keep oh, yeah. that close to your yep. mouth. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Just, just <laughs> such, um, such an asshole move. But, but my yeah. first guest was a guy named John Killick, and he was famous because he was like the most famous person in Australia in 1990. What was it? Maybe it was the year 2000. Mm. Um, he escaped from Silverwater Prison in a helicopter. I remember that guy. His girlfriend hijacked yeah. a helicopter at gunpoint. That's so gay. Um, like around the time of the <laughs> Sydney Olympics. Landed in the yard. He jumped, jumped in. They flew off. They landed somewhere near Macquarie University and they were on the run for like three or four months. Oh, my now, God. Now, did she learn how to fly a helicopter for him or did she have the guy um, by gunpoint? So I think... Uh, she had the guy by gunpoint. Wow. But um, I think one of her relatives, like maybe her dad had been like a helicopter pilot, so she knew a couple of things. Fuck. And uh, then she was watching like helicopter like escape, uh, prison escape movies involving yeah. helicopters. Fuck yeah. um, as research That's so good And That's the kind of girlfriend I want <laughs> he, <laughs> Right Someone he, that comes he, in with a chopper he had, he had two different women Break him out of prison What And I was like John I can't get a text back <laughs> Like what's What's That's the secret That's true love sticks over there going Excuse me <laughs> This guy must have a huge hog on him Right Like Fuck it oh. Yeah <laughs> Fuck that So did she Did he talk about how he convinced these girls to do it yeah. Or like... It was just love. They just wow. loved him. Um, you know, I think he was just... Uh, he said that he, he didn't have many relationships in his life, but the ones that he had... Oh, were he just, were fucking good ones. Strong, <laughs> man. What, I mean. what was the second breakout? Uh, I think that the, the second one was actually... had happened earlier. He was just uh, under police guard at hospital and a, and a girl came in with a gun, wow. a fake gun, and held them up to Fuck get him out of there. And did these girls eventually get caught and go to jail? Yeah, so when he got caught after being on the run for four months, uh, she she got arrested as well and did, did many years. Yeah. And they were writing letters to each other back and forth like every day <sighs> for like most of it, but then she found God, I think, about a year or two before they were going to wow. get released and she never spoke to him again. Ne- never again. <laughs> nah. That's <laughs> such a fucking flip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is such a flip, man. Fuck. Oh, Love makes around. you do some interesting things. Yeah, me. it does. Pegging. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about that. Yeah, yeah fuck. <laughs> I'm yet to do it. The girl I was seeing really wanted to. And mm. I'm, I, I just don't get there. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not heaps up, of girls. That's not have a, my have fucking a fetish shit. for it. Really? Yeah. They want to peg. Guys, like, okay. Hey, Nikki. <laughs> I've never had anyone pitch me. Okay. What is it? Do you look peggable? Like, what's what's I, causing? I don't know what it is, man. Because mm. I host Sunday singles as well. Anytime mm. pegging comes up, yeah, like the girls always want to do it, and the guys want to get pegged. Mm. So the guys want to. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, could be a Perth thing. So. Fucking hell! Well, each to their own flavour. Do what you want. Doesn't yeah. do, I don't know. Have you ever ha- ever had a little t- 
tickle up the door? Yeah, but I, it was almost <laughs> like a, uh, a hashtag me poo. I didn't want it. Yeah. I, she was like, all I wanted was a BJ, man. This was when I was younger. Yeah, and, and slipped her. And she started trying to figure my ass before anything. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like maybe if I had a raging Look, heart on. to be honest, I found it quite... I didn't mind it. Yeah? yeah. Well, the but the I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. You were shocked? Yeah, I wasn't expecting. I didn't so ask for it. you got finger raked in the bum. Mm. A little bit. Like, yeah. That's how it happened to me as what, well. Yeah. It, mm. I don't know how... Outside of... What is it? Jail or in jail? <laughs> 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 it's a little uh, like that. A shocker. Yeah, just like, oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. it was nice. Yeah, oh, well, we found out something new about branches. <laughs> I think there's a big difference between a, a, a finger and a pe- like pegging, it <laughs> sounds like. With a strap on, yeah. It's the really yeah. extreme yeah. end of it, right? Yeah. Are we lower, do you reckon, in sound? Sorry, I'm just freaking out about As the sound. Between there. us and Can, Andrew? Yeah. Nikki, there'll be three there. Can you level them out a little bit-ish? Sorry. I think. <laughs> I'll go and do it. You can. Yeah, no, it sounds, it's all good for me. Don't fuck um, this up, Nikki. Yeah, Andrews was went up a little bit when you changed it up, but um, yeah. Well, that's that. Did did you uh, you didn't ask for it, and she she chucked it in. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. with that, man? Yeah, I don't if know. If we did that to a chick, mm. oh. we're getting done. Yeah. I feel like me poo's gonna trend now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know about that, eh? Because um, even if yeah, if you did that to if you're fingering a chick and then tried one in the bum. No? Oh, I don't know. You definitely need well, to give uh, some warning. You just get a little no, 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 wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Man. I don't know if I've ever tried that. Yeah, I haven't. I've never done. The I can door. tell you, I haven't. Mm. Yeah. This, comp- <laughs> this pod's not going the way I anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it is going yeah. the way I thought it would. But, um, but yeah. other than John, what were some other uh, highlights? Um, was talking pre-pod that someone had to take one down because I would. Actually, a keynote speaker. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've had um, I've had quite a lot of a few bank robbers. I had uh, a guy come in and talk about his suicide attempt. I had a kind of couple of people in the in the army. One guy talk about PTSD. Oh, that was when I was talking about how I'd had this like hour and a half yeah. long, really emotional chat yeah, with this guy. This. Yeah, about um, PTSD and him and his struggles after being in the army. And then he went home and then the, the guy who runs the studio where I record out of, he was like, oh, I've got some bad news. The whole time we recorded, your <sighs> voice was in robot voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> See, like, that's I not even have, an option here, though. No, 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 I don't know how that would Tell happen. me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> My options, I haven't released this episode yet, so either I have to go through <laughs> and listen back and try and understand what I was saying in robot voice and record that voice again, oh. or I have to just get him back. And he lives in Tasmania, and it's like, fuck, like it's just... And it was also such an emotional chat. It's so insulting yeah. to have to be like, hey, man, we have to redo this yeah. whole thing. How, How much, does that happen? Yeah. I don't know. That's, <laughs> it's like, what, did you record on a phone, like the filter? No, nah, nah. it's just regular pod stuff, but just some button That's was so strange. pressed. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we've had an episode where we had, um, who did we have? Uh, well, there was one with Wolf. No, that didn't, with that just didn't record the whole. James or, McCann. Uh, James McCann came yeah. on and just. <laughs> <laughs> have, you um, have you met James McCann yet? It's I have. Comedy? Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. He, he was uh, nice enough when he opened for Mark Norman in Sydney. 
I took a photo of McCann and posted it because he was crushing. And yeah. then he messaged me like a few minutes after he got off stage. He was like, do you want to come meet Mark Norman? Oh, wow. And so I went, like after the gig, I went and hung out with Mark Norman and we went, we went out on a piss together. That's so fucking good. amazing. So, How, yeah, so well, you were invited. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that I'm was like, Sydney? Yeah. Sorry? In Sydney? Yeah, in yeah, Sydney at the yeah. Emmore Theatre. And, oh, man, I was so thankful to McCann for that because, yeah. like, I love Mark Norman. Yeah. because so uh, I literally just listened to half an hour of his, of his stories this morning. Oh, really? Uh, well, he's a fucking deviant, bro. Who? Ma- uh, Mark, McCann? No. Oh, Mark Norman. <laughs> yeah. Both, 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 both. both. <laughs> McCann is a man of God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. funny, like, hearing that he's, like, a very religious guy, but then he's, like, his stand-up does not reflect that at all. 100%. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. He's like, conflict. Yeah, 100%. But, um, yeah, Mark, when he came over, uh, Wolfie only, he got the WA one, but McCann yeah. got the whole, he got the rest of the tour. Mm, Was yeah. that right? Yeah. He's doing well. Where's he gone? He's gone to States. McCann's mm. going to the States. But was he, when I caught up with him in Adelaide, he said he was just going for family, not for gigs, unless he lied to me. Oh, I'm not sure. I know, yeah. I'd heard that he had some interest in going over there to pursue comedy. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, well, probably a bit of both, him. maybe, yeah. potentially. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't ask him, but he said he's going to risk it for the biscuits. Yes. <laughs> I must do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so how, did you make him through comedy or just through? Yeah, I think we'd done a gig at the comedy store together. Yeah, nice. Just that, um, yeah. Um, Got along. Because how long have you been doing stand-up? A uh, bit under two years. Yeah, so super fresh. Yeah. Oh, yes. fuck. It's good. So, uh, no excuses for me then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same, about two years Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. What did you, um, what was your blow-up? So obviously you're, you going to jail for magic mushrooms. Yes. From what I read. Well, it was like, Allegedly. That's <laughs> bullshit. <Yeah. laughs> they should be given to everyone. Let's and put it in the fucking tap water. Yeah. <laughs> I think w- you might have had some guests that say allegedly. I, I already yeah. got convicted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely guilty. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely guilty. Large commercial supply of magic mushrooms, large commercial supply of M- of acid, and then commercial supply of MDMA. Oh. So big, what? big movement, not like... like uh, commercial is over what? The thresholds are pretty low, to be honest. Yeah. I think I had like half a kilo of mushrooms. I had like 300, 300 acid tabs. Wow. And like maybe like 40 grams of MD, something like that. But, that sucks, because um, 40 grams, if it's good, like... You'd just be stockpiling that for yourself, allegedly. Yeah. Like, mm. that but sucks. even like the street value of half a kilo of mushrooms is fuck cool. all anyway. Yeah. You know, um, mm. I mean, that's part of what we argued in court yeah. that, that kept me out of prison yeah. in the end. So I, I spent four months in remand, which is like an unsentenced prison. And yeah. then, uh, then I got uh, a bail and I was under house arrest for about six months. And then that was when I started doing stand up. Yeah. I, uh, I entered the <coughs> comedy competition called Raw and. Yeah. I had to bring my mum to my first comedy gig because... She, she was, was your parole officer? Because, well, my bail conditions were that I wasn't allowed to leave the house yeah. unless I was in the company of my parents who so were both in their 70s. Oh, my God. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so, so cool. How old are you? I'm 37. Yeah. And so I went to a sign-up on the night, like really rough, open mic comedy gig where just a bunch of incels talking about, you know, yeah. just getting racist and like wanking and yeah. like, you know... And my mum's there. Stock was standard rule. Yeah. 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 And... Hey, you just described my whole set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some good stuff in there. So yeah, yeah. I, I did that and, uh, yeah, just fell in love with it and started just like, – luckily soon after my bail rules were relaxed and I was able to go to comedy gigs like every night. Yeah. And then I, I did Raw and then I got through to the state final that year and then uh, just kept doing more and more comedy and, and building up an hour. And then I went to Melbourne 
Comedy Festival in April this year, yep. and I got nominated for Best Newcomer. Oh, sick! Pretty Fuck. sick. And then, Fuck. Oh, that's awesome. Off the that's back of that, I got an agent and a book deal, and like my wow. life's changed. So it's What's like the book deal? Have you written it yet? Yeah, I've written. Oh well, I'm actually <laughs> finishing it at the moment. So <laughs> and, and I can't even fucking write. That's pretty sick. Is yeah. it untitled or you got a title? Yeah, it's going to be called "The Profound Benefits of a Stint in Prison." Nice. Yeah, and cool. so. Yeah, so I, a positive life turning around one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. So What's the uh, yeah? What happens to that? Because it doesn't sound like magic mushrooms. Doesn't seem like you're in a real heavy scene or anything. So, yeah. and then you're chucked into prison. any of the drugs. It's all like the good positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like yeah. Oh, love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a laughing stock in yeah. prison. You yeah, know? <laughs> they're like this guy's in here for mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> how does your man work? Because from I feel my mates that are in they were getting sentenced mm. but hadn't been charged but were in jail. Now, if they had have been found not guilty, that time that you spend in jail, do you get – how does that work? Do you get like – Oh, compensation? Yeah, yeah, like no. they take your life away. No. That's fucking insane. So it yeah. is almost like – the, the, yeah, the, the Tate said this with the his stuff. You know, yeah. the punishment is the process. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the judge, in theory, is supposed to look at the evidence against you and weigh out how strong the case is. If it looks like it's a pretty weak case, they, mm. may, they probably won't send you straight into remand. And what, they keep you, um, like, uh, bail conditions or whatever? Would, yeah, exactly, or, yeah? exactly. Like, um, right, you might um, have an ankle bracelet or, like, some yeah. other, they might take your passport, all that kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. put, up, put up a house, whatever. Yeah. But because the case against me was so strong, they just they figure if 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 it looks pretty compelling, they're like you might as well start your prison sentence now. Yeah. So when it eventually gets to the courts, so, yeah, you've already done. You've already done. Oh, most of your time. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, oh, I had but, someone close to me do the same. But yeah, the reality same. is, some people might do two years remand um, for something where they ended up getting sentenced for one year. Like they yeah. did more time in remand yeah. than they would have for the crime. That right? Sucks. Our system is. What did you find? What did you learn from the system from going through that? Um, I I think that there's no real truth in sentencing. You yeah. could have you could have a, a different judge, and I could have gone home that day like I did in court. Yeah. Or another judge who's had a bad day, or um, didn't get a BJ off their wife yeah. in the morning, or, or like, a finger of the bum. Yeah. And suddenly I'm looking at a few years. You yeah. Know? So wow. No consistency. No, there's no consistency. Yeah, that's fucked. And you can have a. I mean, a good lawyer helps, but yeah. um, a. a, a Good judge is better. better yeah. <laughs> what was so compelling? Were you just in photos like this? <laughs> this is my big sign. I own this. <laughs> well, it was more that they raided the house and they, yeah. just, they found so many drugs in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my parents. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what did you learn? What was different, man? Because like... I, when I go visit um, one of my mates, like mm. the stuff he tells me, like to catch up on, it's all just like high school gossip stuff, but stuff that has no relevance out here. Mm. Like you know, oh, this bloke's doing this, and we've got this many packets of fucking Tim Tams, and I'm fucking cooking this in the kitchen. <laughs> like <laughs> that's it. You just you find ways to entertain yourself. Like I remember yeah. walking around the yard 
we're like a bunch of other boys just talking about like just spotting that someone's drinking like a lot more coffee than usual. <laughs> uh, he's having a lot of coffees lately. What's going on there? <laughs> and we'd be talking about it for two hours. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> just got, just What's he prepping for? What's yeah. he doing? Yeah. Is he fucking buzzing? I heard his missus is coming in. <laughs> it's coffee. coffee like a luxury or what's that? Yeah, it is. I used to get the Nescafe Blend 43 on the oh, buy-up. And that, that was my heaven. Yeah. I just, I'd have a couple of those every day and... Uh, yeah, when I was at Parkley, I'd have a few boys in the cell and I'd share, we'd all sit there with a nice coffee and just have a chat. And it just felt Something about coffee, eh? Yeah. Smell. Yeah. I don't know, like, I actually said to someone the other day that my my measurement of if everything's okay is still that, even if you're having a bad day, you're fucking, whatever's happening in your life, if you can push the buzzer on the fucking coffee pod and you can smell that coffee, mm. for me, things are all good. Yep. That's what it is. I don't know why. That's the smell, the fucking whole process. I totally don't know man. what it is. That's when, what it is. When you're in a shit place, um, like prison, I think some of those little things, just a morning ritual, just something that you enjoy, mm. just helps you to just to manage it. Mm. Um, and I, to be honest, look, uh, there's a lot of people that have horror stories about prison. I ended up having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got paid. Like, <laughs> I just exercised and sunbaked and uh, and I played touch footy with boys yeah. and chess and I watched movies at night. Like, I because it was remand and it wasn't <laughs> as... Oh, no, I was in maximum security remand. Like, I was, really? full, I was full on. But, like, you know, unless you're, like, racking up a drug debt or talking shit or, like, have a gang beef, yeah. you don't really get picked on too much. Plus, I mean, it was helps that I'm a reasonable size. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't have any dramas at yeah. all. Well, that's like, um, I found most of the guys in there, they're not evil. They're just guys that have um, got on the wrong side of the law yeah. for one reason or another. And they just... Trying to do their time, get home, yeah. And so I found most of the guys in there are pretty decent to each other. And yeah. if someone's struggling, I see a lot of guys who would try and help that person, right? Try and try and g them up, you know. Try and try and um, raise their spirits. Is wow. bikies as big a problem in where it's Sydney? Yeah, yeah, plenty, plenty here. of them around, but um, they're, they're really uh, only dealing with dramas with other with other yeah. gangs, you know. Yeah. If you, they, they know the difference between. Guys that are um, civilians mm. in their mind, and, and guys that are involved, and, yeah. and so, mm. so no one tried to stand you over. You never got nah, man. Nah. And and some of those guys um, I was really close to, and now they come to my gigs. Like my, yeah. my people that come to my shows <laughs> send me on both sides of the law. Yeah. Right, I have a lot of prison officers, cops, yeah. and crims come to my shows. Wow. Um, awesome. That seems the to be cops are there because the crims are there. <laughs> 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 they're just, yeah, they're just taking yeah. notes, a little yeah. photography. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got a you got like a huge following. Uh, has that just come through, obviously social media, but like has that come through just consistency of posting clips? Was there something that like resonated about your story? What was it? What do you, or is it just something you built slowly? Because I, yeah, I, I didn't see there was a spike in anything. I just seen it was the a content com- was good. combination between a whole bunch of shit. Like at first, when I first started doing comedy, I started posting my prison food reviews or my lunches and dinners because <laughs> I was so bored in there. I just used to like review my food yeah. Yeah. just to keep my brain active. Yeah. And so I started just reading them out on camera for TikTok. Yeah. And some of those blew up and I got some media coverage out of that, which was cool. And then, uh, yeah. Did, just, they, were they, did they let you bring your reviews out with you? Like stuff well, I just I had them just on paper and then yeah. I would mail them home to my parents because <laughs> I was... <laughs> 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 That's pretty funny. Because yes. yeah. I was worried about them getting stolen or something like yeah. that. Like, you get a bit weird paranoid sometimes <laughs> in there. Like, who wants to steal my food reviews? <laughs> You yeah. know, yeah, but like you know, you get convinced that the screws are gonna like just come in and try and ruin your day by just taking things that are valuable yeah. to you. So I used to, I, I would hand copy 
every single one of my food reviews. Nice. So they call it the prison photocopy hour. You just when you, you just write something twice. Yeah, sick. And so I would do that and just mail one copy home to my parents. That's fucking And good. so when I got home, I had, I had little two mementos. Copies. Yeah, because yeah. the day I got released, I was uh, half. Uh, about to roll all the sheets of paper up that I had and shove them up my ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get paranoid, man. Like, you know, I thought, I, I'd heard stories about like, people having like really important stuff to them. Yeah. And on the way out, the screws just took it and rip it up and throw it in the bin. And I was oh. like, yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't fuck. Know. But then in my head, I'm like, nah, that's not going to happen. And, yeah. it, and it didn't. Absolutely no. didn't. But it's like a poo roll. Yeah. That's but you get, yeah, you get some weird Yeah. Because then head. if you got, I mean, how would you get it out? You're not going to read it again. You won't be able to read it. There's juice in your ass. We don't juice up. Well, I was going to put it in plastic. Oh, yeah, come on, mate. I, was, yeah. I didn't even think about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's like you're just, getting, just going to A4. I was going to protect it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But do, you, do you go through things in there where you start going like, oh, I, like there's, I shouldn't be in here. I can't believe. Because in my head, I've got this thing about prison. I've got this weird thing in, about prison in my head that, you're in almost your prison greens. Did you yeah. have greens? Yeah, yeah. Oh, always you got always a in greens. greens. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've got this weird, this odd feeling about prison where I'm like, you know, you're born onto this planet and there's just this unanimous decision amongst everyone that they understand that that's the place where you go when you've been naughty mm. and you're not allowed to go. You're not allowed to leave. And I find that so weird. Mm. I, I know I understand there's a place for it and I understand mm. why we send people there, but I just find that so weird that there's a place where everyone just agrees, yep, you've broken the law, you have to go there and you're not allowed out. It's a, it's a weird melting pot in um, remand as well because you've got – Guys in there for murder. Yeah. With guys who are like done non-violent drug dealing crimes or like stolen a bike or something yeah. like that. And then you've got guys in there who I spoke to who were in there because they dr- uh, for driving while disqualified. And wow. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? And yeah. they're like, oh, it's my eleventh time. Yeah. And the judge was like, I don't know what else to do except <laughs> yeah. send me to prison. Yeah. You haven't learnt the first ten. So you've yeah. got this insane mix of people all yeah. in because when you get to go to remand particularly when you first arrive, you go to like a transit prison, which is where you get held and then they, they give you a classification based on your charges and then yeah. you get sent to another remand. Yeah. Um, but because I was on large commercial drug supply charges, I was given an A classification, which means I had to be in maximum security mm. while I'm in there. And so you're in there with guys that are in there for, for life. kidnapping, murder. I mean, this is before they've got, got sentenced, but yeah. they're probably going to get 20 yeah. years or, mm. or more yeah. for, um, for whatever they've done. Yeah. And so it's a it's a, but one, if I had been sentenced, I would have got gone to minimum security because yeah, right. I was because it was a non-violent crime. But when yeah. you're in remand, it's a fucking wild west. Yeah, you're just yeah. in there with like. The well, I assume the there'd be people like they're, they're coming down, they're they're drying out. Yeah, but yes. you so don't really dry out. There's drugs all over prison, right? Allegedly. Yeah, but they're really scummy drugs. Yeah. you know, like I it's it's. Mostly ice and yeah. buprenorphine, which um, I think... Uh, it's a heroin replacement? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it's called suboxone in, in other places, sub yeah. subbies. Um, but in, in New South Wales, they call it bup. bup. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I stayed away from all that shit because I was like, the last thing I need is another drug addiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, not a, and not some really shit one where there's this guy scratching their arm and fucking yeah. shooting it up in the corner of the yard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Surprises me that there's still... Like some of my mates that got out, like they, they were just in there, yeah, on gear the whole time. The whole time. It yeah. flows through, even when there was a lockdown uh, and there was no visits, fam- no family visits because of COVID. It was still flowing through. Yeah, like it just cannot be stopped. That's what you need. You just need your missus in a helicopter to drop it off. <laughs> 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 top. Were you in during lockdown? Yeah, so, so you I had no visitors. No, I had no visitors. The day, oh, the day sucks. that I had my parents on their way to drive to see me, they cancelled all visits for like the foreseeable oh, future, fuck. and so that hurt. But 
I was locked up basically the same time as the COVID lockdown in Sydney mm. um, from like the fourth, from like middle of June to the middle of October 2021. And so while these people were locked in their houses, feeling isolated, having <laughs> mental health issues, <laughs> I was playing touch footy <laughs> and like, yeah. having a laugh in the yard. Yeah. And I was like, this is not that yeah. bad. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I was being far more social yeah. in prison. Than yeah. people were in the real world. Like, that's I mean, crazy. I know, and this is obviously uh, going back even further. But how does someone get into that scene? How does it happen? Because I, I can see how it's happened to close friends. Mm. It's it's a it's quickly a slippery slope. But mm. yours doesn't seem like it was the like the worst. Mine <laughs> was not a sli- mine was not a slippery slope. It was very slow. I I, I was selling drugs for about fifteen years, mm. and just for side money or like or it started just as um just something just to help out mates because we really liked mushrooms. Yeah. and I I fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> fuck, fuck. Like, we need to go fund me yeah. <laughs> recompensate him a go fungi hey there we go. That's the clip. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that sucks, Oak. Yeah. I, I, told my, I went to Thailand. I had mushrooms. I had the best fucking time on these mushroom shakes in Copenhagen mm. at Mushroom Mountain. And I came home and I told my mate how good they were. And he just had like a far more analytical brain than me. And he just started researching how to grow them. And he ordered some spores off the internet. And he started growing them. And then we had enough for us to party with yeah and it was fun who just thought you'd come up with that at a full moon party (laughs) (laughs) right yeah Yeah. and so then he was just growing them in his apartment and we had enough uh, just us and our friends and at the time we just had these fat wet juicy mushrooms Mm. and i'll be at a party with these fat wet mushrooms and we're trying to figure out how to get high on it and it's like it tastes like ass (laughs) and they're so wet and juicy so we're like eating like half a jar of peanut butter with the mushroom just to get it down and then we then we get really high and have a fantastic time yeah yeah but then i was like there's got to be a better way and so i said what if we dehydrate the mushrooms um like in a dehumidifier and then we blend it up into a powder and cap them and yeah. so we started doing mushroom capsules. Yeah. And then... Now, did you research this or did you invent this? this yeah. Was my, this is my, which is an idea in my head. Yeah. Because those uh, mushroom caps are a thing, right? Yes. But uh, you've just thought of this independently. So, I mean, Fuck, yeah. I, I, I would have been one of the pioneers of yeah. mushroom <laughs> <laughs> This was about 17 years ago now. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and uh, it, didn't, it didn't lose any of the potency or any of the... Didn't lose any of the yeah, potency. Right. And it was great because then we knew the dosage because each cap was one gram. Mm. So, I oh, could, yeah. so, I could tell people... because. So you could avoid the taste and you could also have consistency of the high. Yeah. So suddenly a business was born. And mm. so friends would uh, would ask to buy them off me and then their friends of their friends would want some. And slowly, over many years, it went from just being something that a few people bought for camping trips and things in summer mm. um, like to being an all-year business. Yeah. Wow. Um, there used to be a huge dip in winter where no one would want to buy mushrooms but then there would be a huge spike when the vivid light festival was yeah, on in sydney yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah so it'd be like quiet 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 then middle of june bang huge spike and yeah. then as soon as it got to about october and things started to warm up again yeah huge sale of mushrooms. so you became but like an amateur horticulturalist is indeed. there a word for a fungus a mycologist there we go oh, oh, mycologist. Mycologist. yeah holy fuck an unofficial degree now yes did you find that like even though it was a gram of the powder did different mushrooms have different like amounts of psilocybin in them like is it going to yes. be more in a stalk and maybe one mushroom's got more than the other so there wasn't like a super consistent or was it generally um they were generally pretty consistent we just stuck with the gold top mushrooms mm. because we had it we grew a bunch of different ones at the start but we found gold tops to be the most user-friendly yeah 
and also they seem to grow slightly faster. That yeah. bad boy right there. Like that one. Yeah, there we yeah. go. That's yeah. the one I had. Um, yeah. Found out, Golden Top. Cubensis yeah. is yeah. the Latin root name. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Like, yeah. <laughs> we got fucking yeah. Latin mycology. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's an educational part. So mushroom nerd. I yeah. saw you, you had another mushroom nerd on recently. Yeah, so he's yeah. a psychologist of um, addiction. Yeah. Mm. But they've been doing clinical trials on MDMA, ketamine and mushrooms to help with addiction. Man, mm. they're so good. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we we found that, I mean, if you blend it all up into a giant pile, then it was just... The average. It was, yeah, it would average out. Yeah. Mm. And so our, our job was just to make sure that the standard was either good mm. to very good. We always <laughs> say that was just... Yeah. As long as people are having a fantastic time, that's yeah. all we need to do. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would sell them to people and, you know, over the course of years, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and people would come to... Buy mushrooms off me for the first time. They'd be like, I've never done mushrooms before. And I'd always say the same thing. I'd say, start with one cap. Mm. If you're having a good time, you can always have more. But yeah. if you have too many, you, you can't go backwards. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I would try and uh, ease people into responsible intake of mushrooms. Is this what you told the judge? <laughs> <laughs> I was very responsible, <laughs> <Yeah>. sir. <laughs> I said, I've actually got a mushroom for you. Yeah, just, just try probably it. go, fuck yeah. <laughs> Adjourned. <laughs> yeah, because it's, I mean, that, that side of things, it sucks that people go to jail for that. And like, mm. I mean, MDMA, I don't think that should be illegal either. Mm. But then it's weird, like 40 grams of MDMA compared to 500 grams of mushroom. Yeah, I feel like the MDMA charge. What was what had the more the, the more charge with it? The mushrooms was the really? thing that uh, I was in the most trouble for. That's crazy. Yeah, is uh, that because that's because interesting? Because MDMA is yeah. the one that's probably the most dangerous because of the the contaminants. Mm. Not the MDMA, but yeah, uh, it's um, just it was a, a it's a class A or it was a class A. I don't know. It's obviously they've legalized it for medicinal use now, so I don't know. It might yeah. it might have changed. Uh, probably isn't a class A yeah, anymore. Yeah, just recently, I yeah. think MDMA and mm. and mushroom yep. psilocybin yep. moved to for, for medical research. Yeah, but this well, unfortunately, when I was getting sentenced, that wasn't the case. <laughs> 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 so we just had to argue different arguments. Part of which was that, which was like. Mushrooms and MDMA and acid are yeah. not the drugs mm. destroying society. Yeah. Isn't know? weed yeah. still a Schedule 1 or a Schedule A or whatever they call it? I don't know. Um, From memory, I, I don't know if it is anymore potentially because it's been legalised, but for the last 10, 15 years, it's been yeah. same as heroin. That's crazy. Well, uh, yeah, luckily they're, they're slowly, it seems that judges, at least in, in New South Wales, I, I, someone told me that they don't think it was the same in Perth, but in, in New South Wales uh, they're becoming a, a bit more understanding of yeah. uh, of drug crimes and their impact, yeah. mm. particularly specific the drugs I was involved with, yeah. because I was told my same charges, maybe like five, six years ago, I would have done three or four years, including, so let alone for the, I got caught with like half an ounce of, um, half an ocker of coke, yeah. uh, half an ocker of coke, of ketamine, I could have done a year for both of those. Yeah, right. And I got um, – they pleaded them down to personal use. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's, it seems like the times are slowly changing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we – Fingers uh, crossed. This is uh, – it's probably people that would listen to your podcast that would call me a fuckwit for this, but it would be guys like just like – we were laying in the yard at Long Bay just talking about – this a bunch of drug dealers mm. laughing about how, uh, you know, in another hundred years we'll be viewed the same way that bootleggers got yeah. viewed um, during the Prohibition era. Like yeah. it Probably just, will. It was just the laws of the day. Yeah. Um, that we hundred percent. Right? And yeah. But none of these guys were inherently evil people. Yeah. Like I never felt evil when I was selling – 
people drugs for them to go on a camping trip or to a music festival. Yeah. Right? I was just helping facilitate fun. Yeah. In the same way, and, and and from my personal experience growing up, I um the things that nearly destroyed me were alcohol and gambling. Yeah. Um, mm. you know, so yeah. I love a good punt, man. So yeah. It's like Delby's two vices right there. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> so I was like, the, my life experience from doing all these drugs was that they're no. They're dangerous, sure, but they're no more dangerous, to, in, in my view, than than gambling or alcohol. Yeah, we've spoken about it recently with the alcohol being it's the gateway. Fucking, it's drug. The, it is the gateway drug. It's probably yeah. the worst, and it's it's most it's because it's so unassuming. You can operate pretty well on it, yeah. and then yeah, especially if you're a functional alcoholic. Yeah. But yeah, it's well, it's well, everyone's seen that graph that has like um, damage to self, damage to others of all the drugs and alcohols, yeah. like just a, mile, yeah. a million miles ahead, and then at the very far end, like this little beep is mushrooms. Yeah. You know, like I'm interested <laughs> though, like yeah. is that, is that uh, I, I haven't seen that that stat or that data, but is it per capita or is it that's the reason because alcohol is legal? Mm. I don't know potentially. Oh, yeah. I haven't I haven't considered those sorts of things before, but don't know. But maybe never, if there's if there was a legal. million people a night running around in the streets of Perth and Sydney or whatever, and they're all on mushrooms, there might be mushroom Possibly related more. ones. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I've certainly um, growing up had plenty of beers and and tr- been involved in fights. I've yeah. never tried to fight someone when I'm on mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well. true. But what um what were you doing before um. You went to jail. Were you working or were you just figuring out how to turn mushrooms into... Uh, no, I was working. So I used to work in public relations for many years and then I, uh, I w- was like a director in various public relations agencies. So yeah. I would just help companies to, to get into the media or stay out of the media when they got in trouble and that nice. kind of stuff. And I was quite good at that. But then the whole time I was just moonlighting as a, as a mushroom <laughs> dealer. And <laughs> right, know? so how yeah. can you get us into the media? Yeah. <laughs> say something very yeah. controversial. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Um, have you used those contacts for your stand-up? Hmm. Uh, I have not. I mean, oh, because it was, mainly, it was mainly corporate like yeah. contacts. Like, it's not really uh, that useful. But I, I certainly have used some of those PR skills to try and promote myself for my stand-up. Like, yeah. I, I was certainly, when I went to Melbourne for the comedy festival, reaching out to every reviewer, being yeah. like, hey, man, like, I'd love to have you along to the show. This is the pitch on who yeah. I am and what my show is all about. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Luckily, out of that, one of the guys from The Age came along to the show and, and gave it a four-star review, yeah. which was like uh, pretty awesome yeah. time. So Yeah. Yes. People love Reviews an underdog story as well. Yeah. 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 I think that... You that beat the straight white male fucking... What's your background? Yeah, I'm a straight yeah. How white dare you assume his gender <laughs> and his <laughs> sexual well, preference? I'm going to throw it over Jeez. the top. <laughs> I'd like to, to succeed so quickly. And everything is against us. Yeah, it's not easy for a straight white man. You're right. <laughs> it is what the, the fuck happened? Yeah. We had everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. reviews are so... Um, what's I think the word? They, that they, works in my favour that I've been to prison. Like, they're like, yeah. okay, he's been taken down a peg. Let's, yeah, yeah. let's let him talk. Right, yeah. Yeah. Let the man yeah. speak. <laughs> let the, ma- let the, the boy, boy watch. watch. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's fucking sick. But, so. yeah, I went to Melbourne and uh, my show, I was in like a, a small room. I got rejected by the comedy festival for like a festival managed room. Yeah. And oh, uh, so, dude, always. I'm seven years in, I still can't get one. Yeah, but so. you suck at comedy. Um, oh, well, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I've only got one award. So. <laughs> I need to invite the agent. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, fuck it, man. I'm going to go commit a crime. <laughs> okay. yeah. It worked for me, dude. Yeah, yeah. Say the reason you've been part. single is you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm coming. No. 
Yeah. No. Jelby no. finally gets pegged. Yeah. yeah. You're calling me the gay guy. Look at your nails. <laughs> oh, look at these. Look at these beautiful the watches and the. Yeah. Scotty. Oh, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, All Scotty. Right. Yeah, his Scotty. daughter painted his nails. Yeah, they're beautiful. Ah. Pink and. Yeah. I think you can get away with it if you're a dad. If, yeah. you, if, you, if you had yeah. no kids, suddenly yeah. there's more questions. Mate, I went yeah. to a Boxing Day party. What, what, is Boxing Day yesterday? Day before. Uh, two days. Two days, days ago. Yeah. Went to a Boxing Day party and it's all my mates that we've been. We've all been mates for fucking 15, 20 years. It was the group that for 10 years you're sitting by the pool, you're throwing up, you're fucking shit, Sam Booker shots, it's thing. And Just then yeah, <laughs> it was everyone brought their kids the other day. I think it was five people drinking zero alcohol beers. Mm. There was four or five guys with painted fingernails and toenails. I can't wait to be a parent. And um, Sad state yeah. of affairs. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the one the guy who's like, oh, you pussies, keep going. <laughs> well, he's drinking zero percenters. Yeah, no, no, no he's not drinking zero <laughs> yeah. percenters. Yeah. But, but did he have kids there? Yeah, he did. Oh, There's nice. just the one guy who's okay. always like, yeah. hey, you just, always have the one guy in the group. Just, oh, you pussy, stupid. He's, he's just the bad dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how it changes. It's, it's a great but, way. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah. Um, else. But yeah, I did this show in Melbourne and I was at, late at night. I was at like 10.40 at night. That was like the only time I got offered. Yeah. And I thought that that was going to be like fucked uh, because I was doing the show on like a Monday, Tuesday, mm. Wednesday night at 10.40 at night. Yeah, rough. And um, I was like the latest show in the entire festival by like two hours on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, yeah. which ended up working in my favour because I was really? the only show on. Well, who was going yeah. out? So Everyone that's high. I guess <laughs> yeah. Anyone, yeah. people in hospo or yeah, like yeah, whatever, yeah. and they're looking oh, at like, oh, are there any shows on? There's one show and it's called Jokes About the Time I Went to Prison. Done. And they're like, oh, do you want to hear, good do you hear some fuck yeah. talk about prison? And yeah. like, actually, I'm pretty pissed. Like, yeah, actually I do. Yeah. And so it worked in my favour. Numbers were you getting through? Uh, so the first the first night I got to Melbourne, I I had five sold, and then seventeen people rocked up on the door. Perfect. And so and this room can only fit forty people, so having twenty plus in the room, it yeah. felt full. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. And so the show went amazing, and yeah. I was like, holy shit. I'm a comedy guy. <laughs> this is going to fucking... I, I am built They're for this. They're here for me. I am a guy. And then the next night, I only had four sold. I'm like, that's fine. I'll get more on the door. Yeah. No one else came. Fuck. It was. Four, I did the show to four people the Had second night. Know. And the, um, it was it was a hot four, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> man. Uh, it's so it's, a, it's like... I, I liken it to every night is your birthday party. Yeah. And you're just worried if anyone's going to turn up. Yeah. But this is like every single night. You do yeah. it night after night. So it feels like shit. Then you've got to shake it off because you've got to do the show again. Yeah. But... Luckily, then um, I, I started to get a couple of the judges in. I had a I had a review f- um, from Ch- Chortle that came out, which oh, was yeah. pretty yeah. good review. Gave yeah. me three and a half stars. And off the back of that, was it the actual Chortle guy? Yes, yeah, Steve Bennett. Yeah, really. And right. So, How, did you know much about him before that? Because he's like, I know he can be ruthless, us, yeah. particularly to um, to newish comics. Yeah. So I was stoked with three yeah. and a half stars. Three and a half and, in two years. And it was like a, and it was like a four star write up. So yeah. I was like, happy days. Yeah. And then uh, after that, uh, yeah, I got nominated, and then people just numbers started to get better and better and better, yeah. and I ended up having to extend the show by uh, by an extra week. Fuck yeah, that's good. And but so that's made, where it made a little bit of money. Yeah, I definitely I definitely made a bit of money by yeah. the end of it because I got upgraded to a bigger room. I did it last week at um, the Victoria Hotel in like an eighty seat room and sold yeah. that out. So I was like, that's happy a days. Dream run. Yeah, and it's yeah. now like one of those things where. The, the story itself is part of the selling point. Yeah. The fact that you've gone from that to, the, to selling rooms and people want to... From selling c- mushrooms to, to selling, selling rooms. rooms. <laughs> yeah. Just like out the mush. 100%. It's inspiring. So people want to come and hear it and then they mm. and it'll just build its momentum. Selling and crush The rooms. next thing you know, you're fucking... You're doing 
theatres yeah. and, and that's how that sort of comes. But it only happens if you put that first step in place and try. Yep. Like if you didn't well, do it, fucking. I, I thought it w- I was crazy. When I first started doing stand-up, I thought I was going to get booed off stage and people weren't going to be on, on board with yep. me talking about it. Well, that's not normal, um, is it? <laughs> 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 it was normal. <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, that people were going to object to me doing jokes about getting arrested and going to prison and being a drug dealer. Mm. But uh, people were on board straight away. And Everyone even like, you know, when all. like, you know, you can see like a straight, a straight older bloke that like, you know, has never been involved in crime in his whole life yeah. will come up to me and be like, good on you, mate. Um, like they like Love the that. fact yeah, that like yeah. I'm just doing anything other than crime. Like, yeah. you know, that that's... <laughs> it's like he's... <laughs> yeah. The fact yeah. that I've chosen to do comedy instead of just going back to selling drugs. Yeah. That's enough for some people to be like, you know, he deserves a pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it's a bit more topical, it's about you, you don't have to rely on current events and stuff like and that. And it's something yeah. different that people haven't heard. That's always, it's always good. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, you have know, you getting a, a ex-cream, a, a woman. <laughs> Just a, a different point of view. Yeah. yeah. Punch um, lines, not lines. And you don't rely, I guess you don't rely on that fucking, I mean, I haven't seen much of it, but the dark sort of like, you know, almost... Well, some of your stuff I've seen is fairly dark, but, yeah, it's, but it's nice. You know how some people will lean towards and racism Nikki's, Nikki's or PG. fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you lean towards racism or fucking yeah, misogyny or something like that just mm. to be that point of difference. Sometimes people do that and they won't be able to pull it off. So yep. it's probably a, a good thing. Most of mine's pretty self-deprecating. Uh, it's mostly me making fun of myself or yeah. just funny stories from jail. But yeah, I don't try to be controversial for the sake of controversy mm. I just it, sometimes things are a little bit controversial just because they're just like wild things that I saw yeah, yeah. You know? just what it is yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually I felt like have you guys watched Ricky Gervais's new one no no this I is felt like this one to. this one just felt and I'm a fucking big Ricky Gervais fan I felt like this one was a bit just trying to be controversial for the sake, the sake of being because yeah. I mean there was one ripper n-word joke which I've never laughed so hard at a joke yeah. about the N-word. <laughs> and it was executed flawlessly. Does he actually say the N-word? No, he mm. says the N-word. Says yeah. it like that. But mm. fuck me, executed perfectly. But there was other moments where I was like... like what Why? You, what, like, yeah. yeah, you're being a cunt right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and they were laughing and it was funny, but just felt yeah. a little I've bit... I've always found personal stories are usually mm. the best. Yeah, 100%. Something that's happened to you... Mm. Because then that way, no other comic is going to have the same premise or material. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when it's like something that you've done, I've found all of my bits about personal shit always crush more than stuff I've tried to think about and like mm. restructure. It's yeah. like, yeah, it, it's way better to be like, yeah, I was here, this happened, fucking this junkie tried to fucking stab me. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit that I'm doing at the moment about um, having cocaine blown up my ass with a straw. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, there's a few things going on your ass in this podcast. <laughs> We're slowly are, you pe- are you into pegging? <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's over there starting to smile. She, she was pointing. the one that blew it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. It was her idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's got a condom on her finger uh, right now. You know, that kind of stuff, I think, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no one else is going to necessarily have that story yeah. or, or just also yeah, just like yeah. the thing, the, the scenario where it happened, like all this yeah. stuff, just is so easy to, to write a joke about yeah, because it was so funny when it happened. Shit, I was that. partying with wanted to do that, but I'm like, I just can't bring myself as a full-grown man mm. to like lean back with my legs up and have someone else look into my asshole <laughs> and fucking... Hand me my put, ankles. Yeah, put, as Tubbo says. <laughs> Next like, time I'm back in Perth and you have me back on the pod, we're going to do it live <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, keen, want, keen. You, you wanted some newsworthy content? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. That, that, would, that would sell. Yeah. But actually, I'm going to tell you what. If we can't put me getting spanked by a dominatrix on, yeah. on thing, we can't put that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gold. Oh, but, classic. Um, They've all got f- taken down. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Like, even recently, we got we other ones. Guy. For getting spanked. Yeah, you but know. it was just, it wasn't even real sexual stuff. It yeah. was like just examples of what it's like. Yeah, we had a dominatrix on. I spanked him. Got t- yeah, Delby spanked me in a yeah. prank. Yeah. Like, it was meant to be prank spanked. Spank and spank. they got taken off Instagram or TikTok or where? Uh, I think everywhere. YouTube. In the end, yeah. Instagram. I find TikTok to be the most sensitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Kind of and no, there's no, like, back and forth when it comes to appealing something. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, it's like I appeal, nah, failed, or, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. They're so. the judge. Mm. Straight off. Yeah. Uh, um, speaking of uh, racism, did you find there's a racist um, divide Ooh. when you were in jail? Um. There's certainly elements where you could see that the races stick together. Yeah. I mean, any time, like, all the, the Koori boys would have a town hall meeting before yeah. they do anything. Like, if someone was going to get bashed, they'd all stand there and, like, talk about what Figure was going to go down yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff. And Koori's um, the local Aboriginal group there? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, from from New South Wales. Yeah. And, um, yeah, all the, all the Middle Eastern guys would... Um, I mean, a lot of those guys were, were Muslim. They'd pray together. Um, but... I mean, other than uh, when I, I, you'd hear that, like when, when brawls break out, guys mm. would generally stick to races. It's crazy, isn't but, it? It's so um, but, uh, but other than that, um, everyone would just be mixing. Yeah. You know, you'd play cards, you'd talk, you, you'd exercise, whatever. Yeah. It, was, it was a mixed pot. It's mm. just funny how it goes st- straight back to that primal instinct mm. when it's like survival mode. My, my Selly was who I was closest to. He. Uh, was key, he was Kiwi, and when we first got moved out of quarantine into like a mainstream yard, he had like a couple of the Islander boys come up and give him like a huge pile of buy up food, like noodles and like, and just welcome him. And um, and <laughs> that does not happen with the white boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you're on your own, mate. Yeah. You know, yeah, I wouldn't take I, it because I would think that they would want something back in in return. No, they didn't want anything in return unless no, it was no. the yeah. actual. Island boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it was just like you, we, uh, we've got to look out for each other in here, yeah, you know, right. kind of thing. But yeah. um, I did, I did have some luck at Long Bay. My first day in the yard, a few times I'd had people uh, recognize me, say, "Oh, I've done time with you," and I'd be like, "No, this is my first time in jail," mm. um, which was problematic because I was like, "I don't want to look like some other <laughs> yeah, guy yeah, yeah. in case that other guy's a fuckhead." Yeah, or yeah. a kitty fiddler, or you something. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you don't want to be accused for someone who's yeah. in the shit. So I was always like, "No, nah, no, nah, you got the wrong guy." And then this guy comes to me, he's like, "I fucking know you," and I was like, "No, you don't." And he's like, "Mate, you used to buy me and my missus beers <laughs> at the Colombian hotel whenever you won money on the pokies," and I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit, <laughs> that, that was me." <laughs> And, um, Who said gambling was a problem? Yeah, <laughs> man, uh, man, gambling finally paid off yeah. big because this guy um, was one of the most respected guys in the yard. He, really? he, he vouched for me, um, which was pretty useful in the yard. It had like 30 murderers in there. And wow. then I got uh, hooked up with a sandwich press and a kettle. <laughs> and, uh, and he was a sweeper. And so they would get like a carton of fresh eggs yeah. every week. And you couldn't buy them on the buy-up. Right. And so every week on my pillow, they would just when I come back to my cell, there'd just be one egg. You laid an egg so on your pillow? It's like, a, it's like the... The, the Long Bay chicken yeah. had come to visit me. And so, like, every week I just had one fresh egg and it was so good. Yeah. I'd cook that egg up on my on my sandwich press, on my yeah. Breville, um, with some bread and, like, 
just when my I cherry. ate that one egg yeah. in my cell with a coffee, I was like, I f- just forget you're in jail for a few minutes. Those reviews were good days. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's a good day. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm interested. Oh, you fucking egg. What was the what what was the like catalyst to make you go? Yeah, I'm I'm going comedy. I'm change. I'm going with purpose. I'm changing my life. I'm I'm getting away. From, was it just getting arrested and wanting to? Or was there? It was a time sitting. That? It was sitting behind bars, and I was like, my life's fucked. I was like, I, I felt like I was just dead. Mm. I was like, this is just no coming back from this. Uh, I'm totally gone. Yeah. And uh, then there was an article came out in the paper about me. It was called, it just said like from pizza man to accused party drug king. Cause I used to own a pizza restaurant and um, yeah, I was just sitting there thinking like, f- okay, if, if I could redo, if I could have a redo, mm. if I just like press the reset button on this game of life, yeah. like what would I do differently? Mm. And weirdly, there was only one answer in my head, and that was stand up. Yeah, Fuck right. off! Yeah, wow. Did yeah. you do st- any jokes in prison? Were you known yeah, as a funny guy? Yeah, did you start practicing? No, 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 you don't want to like because you say the wrong joke, it can go pretty pear shaped. <laughs> <laughs> Fair <laughs> point. Oh, 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 I mean, I've heard of hecklers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be dead, yeah. So you, I would just, I would test them out with my celly. Yeah. Um, you know, I would just, and I'd be writing things down like joke ideas. But I wasn't like sitting in the corner of the yard, like, is this thing on? Then yeah, I'm like, yeah, boys, yeah. gather around. Yeah. I got fuck. Because I'm going to roast you all. Yeah. <laughs> it must, be it anyone. must feel so. Uh, what's the word? Like, yeah, um, not uh, not stuck. Yeah, stuck. When you've got, oh, I've got this idea now. I've got this goal. I've got this fucking purpose, but I can't do anything. Like, where, where, like it didn't feel like uh, I was stuck. It just felt like um, I, I had figured out what the next step would be when I get out. You know, it didn't feel like... Yeah. It, it felt cool to have an idea for yeah. something to do when I got out. So I didn't feel that helpless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt like at the time, I just describe it as like, instead of an out-of-body experience, it was like having an out-of-life experience. I'm just sitting... You're just sitting on the sideline. And you, your life's on pause. Yeah. You know, you're stuck behind bars. And, point. and your life's on pause. Mm. And so Did I you was just about thinking, okay, well, when I get out, this is something that I will do. Yeah. And that felt cool because I was so used to just escaping down the rabbit hole of cocaine anytime something felt good cocaine anything something felt bad cocaine mm. and so sitting in there locked up feeling like shit actually started to feel good because it was such a raw feeling that i hadn't felt in so long because yeah. i usually just was so numb all the time mm. yeah that uh yeah that gave me this time to think okay this feels like shit mm. i need to change my life what am i going to do differently and then so when i got out uh yeah i signed up to do raw and, and started doing open mics and just threw myself at it and i just i believed that it would work because mm. I had the option between either going back to a white-collar job, working in public relations again, trying to hope that no one saw the news article in the Daily Mail or otherwise, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. But, like, I could have gone back to my old life. Or I thought I could do the opposite. I could be totally crazy and go and start getting on stage and being like, hey, I went to prison for drugs. Yeah. And it was pretty funny. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And it felt so insane that I was like, I, I know it's going to work. Yeah. I love that because the obviously belief is... Huge yep. with everything, um, but I'm I'm interested because I had the, a similar feeling with a completely different prison, which was a job that I was stuck in. Yeah, and as soon as I made that decision that I'm going to work towards this, it made going to that job a lot easier. Yep. Did it make prison easier? Going, I've got this fucking thing that I'm going to do when I'm getting out there. Did it make it easier, or was it just was it more frustrating? Um, I think it, it it definitely didn't make it harder. I think at the time I. Once I let go of my old life, like my fiance left me, she'd rehome my dogs. Um, my, my restaurant went under. Like my whole, my I, I my, my I lost my home. Um, she like left the, you in four months. 
Well, she dobbed me into the cops and then she... Oh, my yeah, God. I was going to ask how you ended up getting caught. Why? Did you just have a fight? No, nah, she was like, she, oh, by had, the way. She'd had too much coke and she had like a mental breakdown and ran off and like I picked up with the cops and she had a bunch of my cash and, and drugs on her and she uh. told them that I was a dealer and got the police raided. <laughs> I don't know why, mate. Why would you do yeah. that? So, well, I guess trying to get a plea or like a... I don't know. A, yeah. she, just, she was in a bad place mentally. And oh, like, my I don't, gosh. You know, I, I don't hold it against her. Like, yeah. it's just... Like, I, I get to do this cool shit now. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. So, it worked out well But they wouldn't but have known it was pretty shit no. That's always the rule eh? They don't know Unless someone tells They absolutely do not know Yeah No And so Yeah But when I was in there um, You know I, I All that shit had happened And I started to When I started to accept That my new life Was just me Behind bars And, and, and Got okay with that um, It It meant that I wasn't in any huge rush to get out. I was exercising. I had, like, a, a good company. I was, I was at peace with it. Mm, like, I was, yeah. it's pretty relaxing in prison if you don't have any dramas, if yeah. you don't have any beefs, yeah. right? It's like, I always say real life's hard. Like, yeah, yeah. prison life's easy. You just yeah. got to, your job is to survive, yeah. you know? Mm. You don't have to worry about rent. You don't have to worry about groceries, all this kind of stuff. All you yeah. do is just train, watch TV, read yeah. books, and eat food. And so I found it, I found it quite therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that when you get enough signs that potentially you wanted to – you always knew you wanted to do comedy, mm. uh, and <laughs> this was the kick – the universe fucking takes over and goes, this is the kick up yeah. the ass. We're going to put you in a situation where you're going to go, fuck – my life is fucked. I need to change it, and this is what I got to do. Absolutely, and mm. that's why. Yeah, with the podcast that I do, shit's gone sideways. I've talked to so many people who have um, only gone on to like such a good path after things went to shit. Mm. You know, whether that's major health issues, or relationship breakdowns, or like a few people I've spoken to that have like uh, left Jehovah's Witness and like mm. their whole the whole family and friends like turned their back on them. Like all these people that have had these crazy like shitty things happen to them, but then on the once they've gotten through all that pain, they've yeah. got onto a really positive path. Yeah. And that's the way it went for me. And so, yeah, if I never got caught, I'd probably still be an overweight, fucking depressed, cokehead yeah. drug dealer yeah. um, that didn't like the look of my... didn't like the guy I saw in the mirror. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's always something terrible that happens, something good after that terrible thing yeah. is bound to come from it. Well, yeah. from our you darkest moments, we find resilience, we find mm. purpose. Exactly right. You don't know sometimes what, what mm. you've got in you yeah. right, until you get tested. Yeah. And that's why, like, yeah, there's so many... I feel sorry for all those people that go through life and never have that moment where, like, they just simmer away, nothing too crazy happens to them. Yeah. So they get to 80 and they look back and like, I hated my job. I was in a pretty loveless marriage. My yeah. life just was unremarkable. Yeah. And like maybe if it's like it all had gone totally tits up yeah. 30, 40 years ago, they would have gone onto a much better path. We've got pretty similar pods. Ours is more like figuring out, doing what you love and yeah. finding out if you've gone through something difficult, what yeah. the thing is. So it's a nice... Yeah, it is a, a nice parallel. Quite, quite serendipitous, mm. that one. But, but man, I can't get over it. Four months and she got rehomed your dogs. Yeah. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> well, like, that would, for you to be able to forgive, that would kill that's me. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. but the forgiveness is, again, I think that's another thing. You, uh, you can obviously see that whatever's happened now has led you to the path you're on now. So you cannot be upset with whatever's happened. Mm. I think, yeah, stewing on hate is pretty exhausting stuff. Yeah. Fucking nice, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's so hard to reach that fucking... That mindset, though, man. Absolutely, it's, it's easy to hold on to grudges and stuff. And totally, when I was locked up, there were times where I t just totally meditated on murder. I was like, when I get out, <laughs> what I'm fucking fuck? I'm gonna get out and I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna kill everyone. <laughs> at least you had a goal. Wait a second, wait a second. You were a pleasant mushroom <laughs> dealer. Now you want to murder people. At least, you, at least you had a goal and a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> you're like, I'm going to get on that guy's podcast to catch a killer. <laughs> uh, well, I had some pretty bad guys that I was based with. They're like, look, mate, if you ever want her to disappear, we can. I was like, <laughs> uh, like it's such a nice like, gesture <laughs> to offer to murder someone on your behalf. But I was like, look, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> it was, it's, it's really touching. I'm like, yeah. thank you, but no. Yeah. Like, but, but it means a lot that you've said it. <laughs> did you come to these realisations on your own or did the books that you read help or did you oh, find yeah. somebody that was a mentor or... I came, I, think I, I came to it on, on my own, mm. um, really, just by, um, yeah, just, just going through it yeah. and, and finding that, yeah, once I kind of freed myself of that negativity, I felt a lot lighter. Yeah. Well, you, you jested about uh, meditating, but did you actually meditate or anything in there? No, I didn't really, me- I, I didn't meditate, but... um I, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just toss and turn. Yeah. Well, wait till I get out of here. <laughs> Everyone's going to pay. Yeah. Everyone's going to pay. <laughs> Every motherfucker. <laughs> but then you get out, you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, who cares? Let it go, I'm yeah. just going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go on stage and say some dick jokes. And yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll do. Yeah, um, yeah 100%. But so yeah, I think uh, to be honest, like a lot of like my first jokes, like was it, it came from a place of, of anger and rage right. I, uh, that I had, and that was my outlet was comedy. Yeah. And so, mm. um, yeah, I don't know if everyone um, kind of always has that kind of uh, mindset to when they're writing jokes. But mine was like, I, I need to write this in a funny way because yeah. I'm really fucking pissed off about yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, your demeanour and attitude does not reflect that right now. You look like a cuddly little teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anyone hear All you right, say that. see the end of the podcast. <laughs> 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 fucking hell. <laughs> um, where did you guys cross paths then? We hmm. talked on like Instagram for like over a year just really? about comedy. Yeah. You didn't do Ride a Prisoner? Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. Uh, I remember, yeah, Nikki had posted about like uh, wanting to do some gigs in Sydney, and I'd mentioned some rooms that she could do. Yeah, and I go like my room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Feel free to mention my name." And she was like, "Who's this open micer yeah, like, yeah. saying, <laughs> saying drop my name?" Yeah, yeah. But in my head, I was like, <laughs> "Quite a big deal in Sydney, yeah. you know." <laughs> all, all the guys, <laughs> all the guys, like, who's that? <laughs> Um, you wouldn't have met Oh have you met Legacy then? Yeah, I have yeah, Fucking yeah. Legacy yes. He's fucking back Yeah I've tried using his name And they don't let me in <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never drop his name ever <laughs> Fucking Kyle He's oh, back uh, When is he back? To t- 17th uh, 5th uh, The 10th I reckon yeah. just as you leave Fuck man if you, when, Are you going to um, aim to go to Edinburgh? I'm sure I will at some point. At the moment, it's not exactly easy for me to leave the country. Oh, yeah. um, so, so <laughs> I, I really, got, yeah. So I got sentenced in July last year. Yeah. Um, to a ICO, which is essentially the most heavy sentence you can get without being in prison. Yeah. So it's an in, called an intensive corrections order. It's yep. essentially doing a prison sentence in the community. Mm. And so as part of that, I had to do 200 hours community service and I have to uh, check, I have to get permission from the state parole board to leave the country and yep. I have to get permission from community corrections to leave New South Wales. Right, so, so you've got permission to be here right now? Yeah, so like they... Yeah. Um, VIP exclusive on the hard yards. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they are very supportive of me doing comedy. Yeah. So anytime, anytime I want to do any, go anywhere for comedy, yep. they always sign it off. But um, when Nikki and I wanted to go to Bali... Yeah. 
Um, they, my original uh, reason, <laughs> I was like, I just want to go to Bali and have sex with my girlfriend. You can do that in your house. And they're like, no. Um, <laughs> and like, but if you if it's a work trip, that's okay. So I had to like re- reach out to comedy rooms in Bali and yeah. be like, hey, can I do your room? And yeah. they're like, yeah, man, no worries. Sick. Sick. Did you do the one in Chango? Um, so there's there's one called um, I think Bali Comedy Club. That guy was away, but there was another one called Secret Comedy Club, oh, yeah. and they they put me on. Sick. And I, Sick. Had a, I had a great time cool. doing I'll it. Have to check that but, out. Yeah. Uh, where was that? Which part of Bali? Uh, that was in a place um, in Corobacan. Ka- Kar- oh, yeah. yeah. That, isn't that the jail? That's where the prison was. <laughs> yeah. I was, it's so secret. I was performing in the prison. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, speaking of which, so how's this? Uh, two weeks ago, I got asked to perform for the New South Wales Drug Court. Yeah, right. Um, because they're fans. And so, uh, like, so all so the good. lawyers and judges. No, it's like um, the people that work for the Department of Justice yep. that um, work with inmates about, like, um, you know, when they're in breach of their court orders for they're doing dirty urines yep. and, mm. and they've got to go back there and they're getting warnings or um, yep. people that are locked up and, and they're trying to negotiate to get out and they have to stick to certain drug rules, yep. that kind of stuff. It's any, any of the lower end of drug crimes. Yeah. And so... They had me come into their workshop. They're having a two-day workshop, and they, came in, they had me okay. come in to perform to lighten the mood. That's I sick. love that. And I said, "That's cool. I'm happy to do it." But just so you know, one of my goals is I'd really like to go and perform in a maximum security prison again. Yeah. And um, so they said, "No worries. That's uh, good to know." And then I went and performed. They loved it. And yeah. then a day later, I got an email from the head of security at Silverwater Prison to say that um, they'd love me to come in and perform. Fuck so yeah. I'm going in That's there awesome. in about a month. Fuck! So. That, is that nerve-wracking or what? Because like... I'm sure it will you've, be. You've literally got a captive audience. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> so... So I went in and performed at Cobham Juvenile Detention Centre last week. Yeah. And what are they? Teenagers though. Teenagers. I think between the age of fifteen and twenty. Yeah, it's always um, hard performing to teenagers. And man, they, and some of those guys are in there for murder. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I was doing dick jokes and yeah. like. So anytime I said cock shit, piss, wank, cunt. Yeah. Huge laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but then some, some of my jokes are like one minute long. I stayed halfway through zoning out. Yeah. I'm like, fuck! I need to. I, yeah. I need to like get better at this because yeah. like it just has to be all. Yeah. Punch, punchy, 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 punchy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was very hit and miss, but yeah. I think they were very happy that I came in. I know the, the screws were very happy. Yeah. Like that, they were in tears, yeah. laughing. And yeah. um, oh, even one of them, because um, at the end I was just doing some, like, street jokes that I say on, on the internet, yeah. and um, one of the screws um, came up to me and he was like, tell him the dead hooker joke. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen-year-olds, <laughs> fifteen-year-olds, and, 15 yeah. and he obviously like hey, he knew enough about my, my jokes on the yeah. internet that he like that was one he'd like written down. I really yeah, like yeah. that one. And so, he, hell. so he's like telling the dead hooker joke. I'm like, Fuck <laughs> it, hell. How, how does it go for our listeners? Ah, <laughs> uh, um, well, what, what are you shaking your head? Uh, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. It's just like, what's the best part about having a hooker die on you? Free sex? The second hour is free. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's grim stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not quality content, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. I mean, for 15-year-olds. But it's so for, funny. This guy was like whispering in my ear, tell him the diddle. Yeah. <laughs> As someone in charge of juveniles, I used to be a teacher for 10 years. Like, they're still teenagers. Mm. <laughs> You're throwing down dead hooker jokes. Although, you know, they're a little bit more. 
life experienced mm. than the Fucking rest of oath they are. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know shit about shit when I was in high school. Yeah. Oh. Like even in, well, by the time I got to year 12, I didn't know anything. I yeah. still was like so raw. Mm. Yeah. They're fucking well versed yeah. now. Oh, man. I, I would like to do, are they going to pay you to do the prison gig or is it a love thing? It's a love thing. My, my goal is um, hopefully one day if I prove that this is a good idea mm. and it goes well with the inmates, and the and the guards, then hopefully one day they'll let me film an hour in there. Mm. That's what I. That's Please. the long. That's the long term goal. If you do that, you have to go and go. I'm Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best. Yeah, yeah that's the long term goal, and yeah. that would be sick. Yeah, that'd if be cool. I could if I could film an hour, that'd be real cool. It'd be so. so it would be a fucking yeah. That would be a point of difference for a special as well. Mm-hmm. I've got to see, see of guys in green. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, then it'd be interesting from. to see if they want to joke about what's happening to them at that current point in time mm. as well. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Do they want to be reminded of it, or do they want to laugh from it? It's going to be so, a learning curve. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll go in, in in a month and I'll do like fifteen minutes and and see whether or not it hits yeah. and and I'll make sure that they don't. Want to bash me? Yeah. <laughs> would, yeah. would you uh, find some in jokes like what, like Johnny Cash did with the false from prison and get the water and this water is bullshit and pull yeah. it out, <laughs> rev them all up? That would be pretty. I'll, I would definitely try and and find some stuff, like write some stuff specifically for yeah. them, just to localize it yeah. more. And more. The warden will um, be very happy with it. I was him. even just thinking, like, I could just say, like, boys, like, where are the chicks? This is pretty gay. <laughs> 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 Makes a noise you're in a relationship. <laughs> 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 this guy's holding his pocket. <laughs> That's great. I, I did, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I should talk about this, but well, when, I, to you, man. when I was at the juvie, there was like, because I was in, I had to go to five different units. I had to perform five times because yeah. the units are not allowed to mix because mm. of like gang beefs and all kinds of hectic shit. Yeah. Mm. And um, after one of the units, I'd done like, uh, I have like a, a joke about there being a, like a pedophile bakery at Long Bay Jail. Yeah. And so I did this pedophile joke. And then after we got out, the uh, guy that was leading me around was like, oh, I should have told you that was the sex offender unit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> did they laugh? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the guards, the, the, the screws <laughs> laughed. <laughs> <laughs> The kids, uh, not so much. Fucking hell. But. Uh, <laughs> um, so he was like, sorry, I should have told yeah. you that before, Ed. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, you can see that clip. That's on your TikTok. I think I saw that one. The, yeah. The bakery yeah. one. How, uh, how long are you over for? What are you, what are you over for this year? Just Is he going to have sex with fa- Family, Christmas, all that stuff? <laughs> what do you guys do for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Had sex in yeah. Bali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys do uh, for Christmas? What well, about yeah, Boxing Day, right? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I, you, you were over there for Christmas. yeah. I was in Sydney, so yeah, I just okay. had a family do. My um, two of my sisters live in New York. Uh, one of them is like a really successful corporate lawyer over there. So, like, she's like the you know, <laughs> I'm the black sheep, like the the absolute dud, yeah, embarrassment. A lawyer and an inmate. And she's, <laughs> she's she's two years younger than me, and she's like a rich lawyer living in the Hamptons. Yeah. You know, wow. So Are they the two most depressing things that could happen to a kid, either in prison or a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> either way. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, um, oh, very and nice. Back and to fringe. And back for Fringe. Yeah, oh, so I'll sick. be here for Fringe. Uh, from, I'm here from like the 19th to the 30th of January. Just do a bunch of spots and then my shows. And then I'll do Adelaide, Fringe, then Melbourne, uh, then Sydney. then. How do you go at uh, running and drinking? Yeah. <laughs> what do you, uh, are, you, are you off the drink now? No, I'm drinking. Oh, and yeah. that's, that's been <laughs> – so I, I've put on like 30 kilos in the last year and a half <laughs> oh because I, I got really skinny when I was on the house arrest. I was yeah. just training every day, training the house down and writing my book and, and writing jokes. Yeah. 
And then... And I can't I, even fucking write. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I started doing stand-up, because I, I get so much nerves, I'd yeah. have like a beer or two just to kind of calm the nerves. And then once I'd finished the gig... I'd either be buzzing because it went well yeah. uh, and I'd have a few more beers. Or depressed. I mean, luckily, most of the time it would go good yeah. so that I'd have a few beers and then I'd have like Maccas or something on the way home. Yeah, that was so that's, the isn't, that's the go. And yeah. then, because and then, everything's closed yeah. and the only thing opens Maccas. And, yeah. then, and then you do that uh, every day for the course of 18 months yeah. and I put on 30 kilos. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why I've always fuck. thought after every gig, I want to go to a drive-thru. You want to drive healthy healthy. Drive-thru. Yeah. You've if someone created that, it would make... Well, I don't know if it would make enough money, but it's oh, like yeah. I've wanted something healthy. And but they need to be everywhere. Is Maccas and yeah, it needs to be everywhere because the thing that's so good is the Maccas exactly. are everywhere. It's yeah. fucked. And you finish a gig at what ten o'clock, and you're driving home ten thirty, so, yeah. eleven o'clock. Yeah, can't find anything else. So I had the the problem when I did the Melbourne Comedy Festival was my show was at ten forty at night. Mm. So I'd finish eleven forty. I'd be buzzing most times. I'd be buzzing. So then, like, I'd go to the festival club where every comic in, in Melbourne is yeah. drinking, yeah. and I get there at midnight. Yeah, and then like I'd be hanging out there till three in the morning. Yeah, then I'd have to go home, and I was doing my day job, like working in event management, like yeah. from eight a.m. So I had to like have five hours sleep, Fuck. then work my day job. And then have a nap from like five till six. Yeah. <laughs> and start G myself up to do the show again. And so by the end, I was just like, this is, I, my, I, my voice started to fade because yeah. I wasn't used to talking that much mm. on stage every yeah. night. I was like, holy shit, you really need to it's, it's look weird. after you, you, get, yeah. you need to look after your body. Get game so, train. It's mm. like Ed- Edinburgh's similar. You're on stage from like fucking 11 in the morning. Well, when I had my first show, it was 12, 20, I think. Yep. Until 3, 30. Yep, and so That's you realise you mix nuts. booze in, maybe some smoking, yeah. vaping, whatever, yeah. and then you realise after the course of like a week or two, and you're like, I sound like a fuck. And my show, um, when I'm talking about prison, sounds very different if I sound like this or if I sound like this. <laughs> and so, you know, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly it wasn't so whimsical <laughs> and fun. Yeah. It sounds like a guy talking about his trauma, <laughs> and it really, yeah. it sounds really grim. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I, was like, I need to look after my voice. Yeah. Yeah, right, that's yeah. like Wolfie at the end of a fringe run. He's got no voice. Oh, nothing. <laughs> he just screams for twenty minutes. Yeah, that's back true. To back to back. <laughs> yeah, we are uh, we are doing our fifty-two k run tomorrow. Oh yeah, if, if, if you want, I just noticed you were drinking coconut water. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I suggested to him yesterday. Drink cold uh, this morning. Drink coconut water if you want to be a bit more hydrated. You're but running fifty-two k. He'll tomorrow. be running fifty-two. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be running. I'm gonna aim for half of it. Most yeah. I've ever run in my life. Fifteen. I've had five back surgeries. I'm fucking. Dude, pretty sore. Still, twenty six sounds awful too. Yeah. yeah. So well, we have a you have that's a that thing where you said before doing something hard. That'll be one of the hardest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done a hundred. He did a hundred k last year. Yeah, but the drinks are gonna present a challenge. Mm. It's interesting. I've got like a little. I don't have a calf injury, but I got like I'm getting calf sort of nervy little pains and stuff, and Old I'm man like, legs. fuck, man. Yeah. I cut like. There's six or seven people meeting us there to start it, and they're running the whole thing with us. Like, I can't be like pulling out, <laughs> no, and they finish. Yeah, I'm assuming this is like for charity, something. Yeah, yeah. for uh, the veterans. For okay. uh, Mick Legacy. Gladhill, have you met Mick Gladhill? Oh, I haven't. I've heard his name. I haven't met him yet. Yeah, so he's uh, he wants us to raise some money for. Well, for I them. came on the pod ages ago. And we said we'd do it. Yeah, so I'll follow so, on through. Well, that's, yeah, that's the problem with these things is when you you know, <laughs> mate. I remember, so I I signed up to do a 111 kilometer kayak race one year. Um, because mate, a that's bunch of so us, a, a, bu- a bunch of us were on a bender, and yeah. we were like, oh, it's a good idea. And yeah. then, you know, like when like the next day happens, and you just hope no one's going to mention it. But yeah. one of the one of the guys followed up with everyone, and so fuck. We're like, fuck, are you? So fuck. then. 
Next thing you know, six of us um, did, did it, it in like th- in, in two three man recreational canoes, <sighs> and the most we had done in training was forty k's, and then yeah. we did forty. That's yeah. still incredible. Is it doesn't your back and your fucking shoulders just die? Oh, I hired a fucking kayak for. For, f- for an hour in Thailand uh, earlier in the year. Kayak was the name of a bloke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I took it back after 35 minutes. I, my back was mm. cooked. Like, yeah. it was fucked. I don't know how you do it's, that. It was also bad because, like, uh, it, it was like, a, it took like 15 hours, so the tide changes three times on you. It goes through the night. Oh, my God. And so there's a point where, in the middle of the night, it'd be like 2 in the morning, and you're going against the tide, and you just feel like you're not making any yeah, forward progress. Moving. And you just... You what was who did like what was it? Was it just an annual kayak race? That yeah, it's, it was called the Hawkesby River can, um, Canoe Classic. Mm, shout out and to like, Hawkesby River. I think you're giving him what's, ideas. What's, for no, what's the one we got here? Um, Avon Descent. Avon Descent. Yeah, yeah. Mm. At least that's a descent. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I fucking kayak yeah. to save my life. Man, um, but yeah, fuck. Uh, but yeah, it should be fun. But how do you go running? You want to come and run ten k's? Uh, I'm not built for <laughs> running anymore. Yeah, You're built for speed or for built comfort. For <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fucking shooting it. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, yeah. There are a few people coming. I'm actually um, impressed. Uh, that, yeah, people are because I put zero effort and I've lost, not lost motivation, but I, I, um, I, I just lost sight of. Mm. Organising it properly, and so yeah, you should, know, um, should have a bit of fun. I I did a podcast with Aaron Gox a little while ago, Goxy, yeah. and he uh, he's trying to g me up. He really wants to set up like a, a comedian's boxing night. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a fight night That'd with a bunch, right. bunch of comics. Yeah. Um, if we could get we'll yeah. see if equality that. happens that night. <laughs> <laughs> bags, bags. How many girls take? are on the line? Are you saying you want to <laughs> fight a chick? Hundred yeah. <laughs> 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 percent. Nikki's on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, there's no there's no upside to fighting. A chick because if you beat him, you look like a, a fuckwit, and if you get beaten up, it's humiliating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, what's Can't the? Win. Can't win. <laughs> I think I'd get beaten up. <laughs> I'd definitely uh, get beaten up. Yeah, that would be a good idea. That would be that would be good. You get yeah. some big names. You can get, get a few big names yeah. to agree to fight. Yeah, yeah. it'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love Mate, to see. that would be funny. They have to go up. They have to do a five minute set, and then they fight. <laughs> or they do a. Yeah, yeah. Or they do uh, a or fight after. after. Yeah, Loser, after, yeah, yeah. Loser, loser has to s- perform. Yeah, two comedians and then loser has to perform. Yeah. So <laughs> Legacy used to have comedy boxing in in Edinburgh. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do five minutes set, five minutes on a topic, and five minutes with uh, riffs or something, mm-hmm. and then at the end, whoever lost had to stand and dodge five punches from the other person. So you had headset and like they'd have to mm-hmm. yeah, had, had to dodge. So fuck dodge, dodge, yeah. dive. Oh. Dodge. Uh, Legacy got a concussion the first time they did it. I was going to say, uh, some people would be lighting up around the corner to punch him in the face. Mate, especially... Oh. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, they, didn't, they, they weren't so... They were supposed to go, okay, ready, go. The guy just got the guy's... Whack! Yeah. And just like, knocked him out. Good. Good. Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. mate. I've, I've been uh, knocked out in Bali before... In, in Thailand before in a boxing ring with well, my best mate. Drinking for mm. buckets. So you yeah. box for buckets in PP. And he clipped me. And I was fucked for three days. Yeah. yeah. yeah headaches, like, you know, the nervy pain up the back of your thing. Dizzy. Yeah. Don't talk shit, can't. And that's just your mate. There's people that get in the ring drunk with like the guys that are actual like Muay Thai like champions. I got in against the German cross trainer. Oh man, fucking was the scariest thing I've ever done. You get a few drinks and 
you're like, oh, this would be a good idea. And then yeah. it absolutely is not. Nah. <laughs> I couldn't walk for a few days. I was leg, <laughs> leg checking him. Oh. And then fucking, yeah. My, yeah, we my did not do legs. Yeah. We were like, we're just boxing, eh? Yeah. No, it was fucked, bro. <laughs> Three one minute rounds, I was cooked. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I, did, I had an amateur fight one time. I did like they have in Sydney, I think called Corporate Fighter. You just yeah, sign yeah. up and you just, it's like white collar boxing. Yeah. And I signed up to do that. You train for like 12 weeks. And I remember when I had my fight, I uh, was like the end of the first round. My corner man was like, you're smashing him. Just keep doing that. I'm like, I can't. Like that's, yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Like, <laughs> yeah, three three two-minute rounds All is right. just so long when you're doing it, when you're actually fighting. And that's insane. <laughs> so and then you watch fighters. You're like, oh, he's a fucking – look at him. He's given up. Yeah. It's like oh, the yeah, third yeah. five-minute round in the yeah. UFC. <laughs> like I would have fucking got up and smashed him. Oh, oh man. man. Favourite no keyboard warriors yeah. are so fat. I don't fit. They oh. die in 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. 100% after doing grappling, you know, mm. just the grappling training. And yeah. you, all you're trying to do is get inside position, and fuck, man, I was a minute yeah. in my, couldn't move my arms, I couldn't get them, I couldn't, oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, and I know they train, but still, give them three of those, and you're going against the best in the world, of course. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, you reckon they're going to feel good? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, have you managed to get any other spots while you're here? Uh, yeah, I'm doing the Crushers Comedy Gala, yep. cool. uh, and then is that um, tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow. No, it's the nineteenth, twentieth. Oh, nineteenth. I mean, yeah. this this. Oh, trip. this week. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Yeah. Tonight we're doing. Uh, what is it called? The Leaderville Comedy Club. Ah, oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. What's that? What? That's people vote on whether yeah, or not the, you're funny or something. Traffic light one. Oh, yeah. traffic light. Yeah, yeah, I did that the uh, three or four weeks ago. It's good. It's good fun. Yeah. Yeah. The crowd really cha- like because that room. I. It's a tough I, room. It's a tough room, but then for whatever reason. With that, with that system in place, the crowd is hot. Mm. I don't yeah, know. Maybe okay. they feel like they're more involved. Mm. I don't know. They fuck. Yeah. It's, it's I, such a divide. Like the room was so spacious. Yeah, it's fine now. That's yeah. fucking fixed it. Whatever it's, I don't know what it is. You can't. You can't. Almost can't fail. Yeah. yeah okay. Um. We did um, Guild, Guildford comedy oh, last yeah, night. Last night. Yeah. That was Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, cool. that was, they had like a sold out room. It was yeah. packed. It yeah. was hot crowd. Yeah. yeah, and then I, Friday, Saturday, or time off. That's it. I mean, I've just my, my job at the moment is I've got to finish this book by the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've got a few more days of writing. Cool. And, mm. and then that's done. Cool. And if uh, you use the code MEPOO, you'll get a ten percent <laughs> discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was on last? Was Pinder on at Guildford? Did I see? Yeah, he was Pinder? on that. Yeah. Ro- that room's fucking incredible. That was that my first time so seeing hot. him. He he, he crushed. Oh, he's he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's we best. got some good comics in Perth, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've gigged with Wolfie heaps of times. So yeah. There aren't that many good, like, there aren't many Perth comics that are coming to Sydney often. Yeah, but Wolfie um, is amazing. Yeah, because yeah, Wolfie wants it. it as well. Yeah, and also, yeah, yeah, the money here is good. And like yeah. to fly to Sydney, you're almost always at a loss. Mm, yeah, if you're just doing spots. Yeah. So. Um, well, I'll be I'll be coming uh, to Perth a lot probably yep. uh, for Sick. obvious reasons. <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I love it here, man. Like uh, you know, I feel very fortunate now that I get to travel around and do comedy, yeah. and uh, it's sick. Like it's yeah. just so. That's one of the perks is being able to go out of your hometown. Yeah. And see whether the same like dumbass things that I'm saying in Sydney yeah. work, yeah. and yeah, like luckily most of the time they do. Yeah, was it nerve wracking that first time you you did that? Because it is like interesting. You're only two and a half, two and a half years. Not even two, not, not even, even two, two years. years in. Yeah, um, doing that. I, when you you do hear a lot about Melbourne crowds yeah. being like more sophisticated and savvy and blah blah blah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So you go in there with this head, like mindset, like fuck, are they going to think I'm funny? But mm. they, they like jokes. Like, if it's a good joke, they'll they'll laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. I, I had a great time there and 
That's good because you almost instantly find a crowd as well. Yeah. Wherever you perform, you've got some people with something in common, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been able to to do move around a bit now. I've I've done Brisbane a bunch of times and Perth now a few times. Do you sit down or? or I've done um, Good good, good Chat and and Sit Down a few times. Yeah, Um, had had a good time at both of them, um, but Adelaide will be my first time doing Adelaide yeah. in Feb. Cool. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I haven't done Adelaide Fringe yet. I just walked my show over. But have you met Mickey D yet? Um, I I've seen him perform. I yeah. haven't met him face to face yet. It's fucking hilarious. Man. Yeah, so good. Mm. So he'll have heaps of spots going, but James McCann obviously will sort you out as well. Yeah. So well, if he's in town, well, yeah, 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 where he's yeah. gonna yeah. be? Yeah. Fuck knows. It's <laughs> so yeah. his catamaran. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Well, we've got a, lot, a fair few uh, listeners over in Sydney, so do you? Yeah, yeah, um, a lot more than we anticipated. So oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely nice. hit them, hit you up, and go have a watch. Yeah, um, but yeah. All right. Anything else to plug? Um, uh, just my butt. Oh, I'll be I'll be in trouble if I don't plug. Uh, I have a podcast I do with two other um, comedians from Sydney, Daniel Muggleton and Tom Whitcomb, called the Flog Cabin, which is just. <laughs> <laughs> three, three idiots talking absolute smack. Yeah, it's, flog. it's yeah. yeah, it's it's nothing. Uh, it's low quality gear, but for people that are yeah. uh, <laughs> that are after that, that kind of stuff, it's yeah. it's good. Uh, and if yeah, if you've got anyone in any um, cities that, that like my stuff, come and check me out. I mean, I'm in I'm based in Sydney, but I'm traveling around a lot. So uh, yeah, I'm always um, love when people come up and say good day. And I mean, sometimes when I was in Melbourne, I had uh, a few shows. People kept gifting me drugs. Yeah, right. <laughs> like good show, man. Just wanted to say thank you. A guy, I had like a guy give me a cigar, a stick of weed, and a bag of coke. Yeah. And I was like, this is really nice, but like, I don't do drugs anymore. So <laughs> I, um, I think I'm gonna have a liner in the corner. People volunteering to be my tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I got support spots. Because <laughs> I kept giving this stuff yeah. to my tech. I'm like, hey man, do you want this? And I'm like, they're like, yes, yeah. yes. I'm getting it's worth paid more than a cup. I'm getting paid twelve dollars. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's yes. awesome. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Delby, what do you got? The uh, plug, anything? Um, Saturday, uh, New Year's just going out. Yeah, tonight, I'll chuck it up. Yeah, so or tonight, New Year's spot at the Saint. Otherwise, um, I'll be partying at Wildlands or Cure at Port Beach on New Year's Day. So cool. Um, just no gigs. I'm on, I'm on <laughs> yep. New Year's Eve. Cool. So I'm on at New Year's Eve at the Saint. Um and then I'm doing the run tomorrow. So, oh, yeah. well, Delby's doing the run as well, but we're doing yeah. the run tomorrow. So, hopefully, we see a few listeners. Um, I might listen to our podcast while we're running. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do, you, um, do you want people approaching you when you're at Badlands? <laughs> <laughs> Off your face? At Wildlands. Hey, man. Yeah. Really enjoyed the pod. I'll, I'll have my tech with me <laughs> if you want to give something to him. Um, and aside from that, um, <laughs> I don't know, this spot here. Let's, let's get this spot. Paid for the microphone, spot. the microphone spot right Sponsors. here because 23 million views last year, uh, just on Instagram and Facebook. So wow, let's and that's improving. So let's sell that spot if you're a brand and you want it. Fucking all right, get on it. Pay me, pay me big bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but aside right. from that, fuck, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks, fucking man. awesome, my episode. pleasure, boys. That was Edge. fun, and we'll get you back on. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to anytime. Cheers.